right. Well, then we're going to get kicking. Uh, thanks, uh, everybody, for joining for joining us tonight. Welcome to the, I think, sixth uh, podcast for On Pace. Uh, tonight, I'm joined with Dave. Dave, could you introduce yourself to to our viewers? Sure. I'm I'm Dave Reich. I'm a district court judge in, in Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh, awesome. So, Dave, we on Pace, um, a community of pacers or runners um, that uh, we have a little bit of a slogan that goes with us. There's a couple of them, but uh, one is we run slower than we can, so others may run faster than they ever thought they could. Uh, so when we go to pace a race, if, if we can pace for four hours, if we can run it in four hours, we'll pace four hours and 30 minutes and then encourage the people around us to get through to the finish line. We're coming to your hood uh, in two weeks uh, for the Bismarck Marathon. Have you ever run it before? I have run. I actually haven't done the marathon here. I've done the half a, a number of times. Awesome. So what can we expect out of the Bismarck Half Marathon? Are you doing it this year? I, I'm doing the 10K this year. I, I'm actually getting ready to run a, a marathon with a couple of people in our running group in Ecuador in, in a month. Oh, cool. So. Who's in your uh, – so tell me about your running group. Well, our running group is called uh, Runners Against Destructive Decisions. Uh, it's a running group to help people in recovery from addiction. Uh, we've been running since 2014. We started uh, – we encourage people to, to run a 5K or walk a 5K, whatever their speed is. Uh, we encourage them to do that. We meet three times a week to run. Uh, not everybody shows up three times a week, but we encourage them to, to get their, their uh, miles in. Uh, most people show up on Saturdays. That's our most popular day, maybe because we start a half hour later and maybe because we do coffee and bagels when we're finished. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so people do that. And they, uh, uh, they complete a, a run. Uh, you know, we run... Uh, we hope that once they complete their first run, they'll want to see the benefit and want to keep on doing it. Oh, wow. Okay, so so we are just coming off. Uh, yesterday at On Pace, we paced a race called the Rethink Addiction Run here in uh, a city called Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And this was started six years ago, and the race director lost her son to an overdose uh, at age 31. And so she started this uh, race. And so yesterday there were 1,200 people that showed up to this race it's been steadily grown over the uh the six years that, that it's been had and the amount of non-runner bodies that were out there yesterday during the rethink addiction run was pretty remarkable there were more piercings more tattoos more long hairs more bigger bodies and yet the the whole ambiance of the day was absolutely incredible um the community the uplift the, the support um, and it was similar to what you're saying here in that there was a 5K uh, walk, run, there was a 10K run. You know, there was kind of like, just like the addictive process, it kind of supported all stages, whether you're just starting the journey um, toward trying to recover to the people who have been sober for multiple years that are now found addiction to a different healthy alternative and running that are now doing 50-mile runs. Um, that are now still coming back to this. So it was really fascinating, um, which is funny because if you think about six years ago when that thing started, it sounds right around the time that Rad started. Mm -hmm. So um, were you the founding, one of the founding fathers or uh, the founding members of RADD? I am. I, I, I am the founder. You are? All right. Yeah. So what what prompted you in 2014 to begin this? Yeah. 
she was in uh, a federal uh, prison for dealing methamphetamine, and she um, was didn't look like a runner. She was, wasn't very tall, and she she was overweight. And, and uh, but there was a program in prison that if people started running, they could become eligible for early release. And uh, and she wanted to do that, and she said nobody really believed in her except one captain and, and, and believed in her, and so she kept running, uh, and she ran. Uh, she uh, became eligible for early release. She got her early release. She um, she had lost her three children when when she went to prison. She got her children back. She uh, operated a business with her her fiance now her husband. Uh, went back to school, got a double major, and now is running uh, an addiction clinic uh, near Fargo uh, called Radical Recovery. But uh, it, it was exactly the kind of thing that I was hoping to achieve with our RAD program was what, what I read about her in this article. And so. So she was a big inspiration for us to get started. So that was great. Um, yesterday, my wife ran. She was pacing the 8:30 5K, and she ran with a woman who five years ago was in prison for drug dealing, and today is on the board of directors for some kind of addiction recovery organization. So clearly, it can happen. And uh, and that's why you do stuff like rad or what she did. So how many how many kids? What what are the ages for a rad? Or is there no age limit? Well, there's really no age limit. But you talked to Julie Bosch earlier uh, this week, and and she does a program called Team Kaizen, and those yeah. are generally uh, at risk youth in, in her program. Mm -hmm. And so the people I see are usually adults, usually 18 and and, and older. Oh, okay. uh, a lot a lot of them come from drug court. Um, and, and they'll do this uh, as, as they work through the drug court program. Uh, they they're looking for programming to, to and and so this is a, a program that uh, you know fills some time and hopefully uh, you know develops a healthy lifestyle habit for us. So uh, so that's where some of our people come from. Some people come uh, you know that are getting out of treatment programs that that hear about it. Uh, some people uh, you know are, are just in in, in long term recovery in the community and, and run. It's surprising. Uh, you know how many people are are affected by addiction and how many people are in recovery. So uh, it, it's something uh, you know running or walking is something just about everybody can do. And so it, it's uh, we tell people all they really need is a decent pair of shoes and and come and join us. So um, and how many active do you call them members or? or? Yeah, we have uh, about 20 people run with us on Saturdays, not oh. as many on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but, but about 20 people run pretty regularly with us. Um, we have more people on my email list that get the notice, but, but usually about 20 show up. Um, we do, um, yeah, we do a, a, a Santa run every year to raise awareness of addiction issues and, and, uh, and raise money for our program. We also give some money to Hope Manor, which is a sober living facility here in, in Bismarck, and some of the money goes back to drug court. So, um, but yeah, so we have about 500 people dress up in Santa suits and do a 5K <laughs> in the middle of December. So, uh, so it's pretty fun. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And so now this team, these 20 runners or some, some number of these runners are training for the Ecuador half marathon? So, well, some are training. Uh, a number of them are going to run in the, the Bismarck um, Marathon. I don't think anybody's running the marathon. We have a couple of half marathoners and, and a, a marathon relay team and, and a, a few people doing some shorter runs. But um, when we do the Santa run, it, it, we 
we wanted to, it's basically a celebration of sobriety. It, it, you know, it, we people hear the bad stuff about addiction every day. And, and um, we don't hear a lot of the good stories about the people that, that work hard and are in recovery and, and ha have, it's, it's an accomplishment. It should be recognized. And so, uh, so we do the Santa run. It, it, it's a festive occasion. Um, we've been doing it. Uh, it'll be December 14th this year. It'll be our sixth Santa run. Uh, but we try to bring in somebody to speak usually uh, that has a, a, a life story to tell. Uh, we brought in Dick Beardsley a couple years ago. If you know who Dick Beardsley is, uh, he has a wonderful story. Uh, last year, uh, we brought in uh, a, a judge from Los Angeles by the name of Craig Mitchell. And um, I had some friends that had attended the Napa Film Festival and saw a film called Skid Row Marathon. And they said, well, it reminded me of your running program because this judge in, in Los Angeles trains these people on Skid Row, many of whom are addicts, to, to run a marathon. And if they complete the marathon uh, training and stay clean and sober, they get an opportunity to travel to an international destination to run a, a marathon with Judge Mitchell. And he believes that that helps restore dignity to people that are in recovery. And so um, we brought in Judge Mitchell last year and we screened his film, uh, Skid Row Marathon, which has only been released at film festivals, uh, although there's going to be a limited release on October 14th, probably at a theater somewhere near you. It's, it's a wonderful story. But we brought in Judge Mitchell, and we screened uh, a Skid Row Marathon, and um, he told us his story, and, and uh, he said, you know, if you have a couple of runners that would run, run, run with us at our next marathon, you know, we'd be happy to have a couple yeah. of runners from North Dakota. And so we are. We're going to – we have a couple of people <laughs> from our running group. Uh, we've raised some money, and, and uh, we're leaving uh, – I'm going too, but I'm paying my own way. Our, our rad group uh, – the Santa, the Santa runs actually a 501c3 that funds RAD, and so so we raise money uh, to send two runners. Uh, we're leaving on uh, September 27th. Uh, hey. The uh, the marathon is in Guayaquil, uh, Ecuador, on October 6th. So we're gone for about two weeks, and, and Judge Mitchell uh, has the trip all planned out. It, he wants it to be an experience for people. His runners come from Skid Row. He he, he runs Skid uh, Row. There's a mission called Midnight Mission about two miles from the, the courthouse where he works. And so he runs there at five in the morning and uh, runs with these people like three times a week from the mission. Right. And uh, so it's called the, the Midnight Mission Running Club. And uh, yeah, so he's got about 20 people, I think, coming from Midnight Mission. And, and we're the three of us are coming from North Dakota. We're going to meet him in L.A. and fly to Ecuador and do a marathon. Rock it out, huh? That's yeah. awesome. What, um, Dave, what is the coolest story that, that you've seen uh, one of your, your one of the rad members or athletes, you, you know, I'm sure there was just a revolving door of in and out, in and out, coming to see you. And as you said, jail or probation or whatnot, who now is sober or is clean. I mean, have you seen that happen countless times? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a number of times. I'll, I'll give you a couple of stories if you if you, if you want. Um, there's a guy in a, a running club named Jack, and he, Jack is actually one of the people who's going to Ecuador to run the marathon. But Jack, we started running in April 2014, and Jack started running almost right away when we started. Uh, he was in drug court at the time. He was 42. He he uh, been in and out of uh, prison, in and out of uh, addiction and, and rehab centers his whole life. He was in the youth correctional center, so he'd been in trouble, you know, since he was he was a minor. Um, 
and uh, his probation officer. Drug court. I don't know if you know how a drug court works, but they have a team. Instead of it's people who have multiple drug-related offenses that would otherwise go to prison, and it's it's a condition of probation that gives them an opportunity to uh, stay out of prison. And, and there's a, a a team that that coordinates that the the, the court's involvement, in judge, and they have have a, an addiction counselor and a probation officer and and. Uh, can't remember who else is on the team. A couple other team members, but but they, they work with all these people in drug court and they, and they go through different phases. It's a year or a year and a half to get through drug court, depending on how quickly you go. And sometimes you advance through the four stages more quickly. And sometimes, as is the case with addiction, you have setbacks and people need to kind of move back a little and start over. Uh, but Jack was in drug court at the time. You know, he'd been in in trouble with addiction his whole life. His probation officer told him about Rad, and 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 uh, his probation officer said, "Yeah, I don't know if he's going to come, and if he comes, I don't know if he's going to run, and if he runs, I don't know if he's going to say anything because he's he's really introverted." And and uh, and I said, "Well, that's fine. Just have him show up." And and so, uh, you know, he showed up and and he ran. He had basketball shoes on when he ran the first couple of times. And uh, you know, I I said, "Jack, you know, if you want to keep running, I, I can get you some running shoes." And that, that's one thing our running group does. We buy, buy running shoes for people that need it and pay race entry fees and, and uh, for people that couldn't otherwise afford it. And so I, so I got Jack a, a pair of running shoes, and he ran, and, and he, he did his first 5K. There was a, a, there was a recovery center in Bismarck called Hartview that, that did a Father's Day 5K for a couple of years. He did that and did pretty well. And, and I said, Jack, you know, if you want to do that, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to another race or put you in another race because there's a, a nice – Fourth of July 5K in Mandan, uh, right across the river from Bismarck, and he said, "Yeah, I, I, I'd like to do that." And and you know, you kind of forget some of the barriers these people have because a lot of the people in drug court, you know, don't have driver's license. You know, they've lost their uh, privilege, uh, driving privileges. And so, I said, "Well, do you need a ride?" He said, "No, no, my brother or sister can give me a ride." And you know, he's 42, and and, and you know, and you think how how that is. You know, you have to rely on relatives to get you places and. But he got there, and his brother and sister were just saying how wonderful it was that you know, how he had really taken to this program, and and you know he put his his uh, race bib and his ribbon he'd gotten at the Hartview 5K up on his wall, and 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 you could see the change in him. I mean, in a month's time, he he looked healthier, he he he, he carried himself better. You know, he just just you could see you know, a changed person. And so he did, he did the, the 4th of July 5k then knocked a little bit of time off his, uh, his personal vest and, and he was pretty excited. So we ran, some, I was a little better shape than so I ran, <laughs> ran with him. We ran some more, more races. And, and, uh, and then he said, you, you think I can start running longer distances? And, and, uh, I said, sure. So we signed him up for a 10k for the Bismarck marathon. And, uh, about that time, he said, do you think I'd get another pair of shoes? He'd worn out his first pair of running shoes, and so we got him another pair of running shoes. He did the 10K, and then the next spring, he did the half marathon in Fargo. And then that fall, he did the, the half in Bismarck. And, and um, it was on September 19th, and he said it was really a, a special day for him because it was his birthday, for one thing, and it was a two-year uh, anniversary of his sobriety. Oh, wow. And so... Uh, yeah, so he ran. He's still running with us. He, he's he's run, I think, um, I don't know, about 15 halves since then. This is going to be his first marathon. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he he you know he's just a, a wonderful example of somebody who who's you know just really taken to the program and and really seeing benefits. I mean, he uh, you know he uh, had addiction issues for a long time and was estranged from his family and and. Uh, 
uh, you know, he's gotten back together with his family. He has a decent job. You know, he, he, he's just doing great. And, um, yeah, we run, uh, one of the other things our running group does is, is, uh, you know, I'm a judge and, and people don't really know it. We all put on running shoes. We are all the same. We're just runners. And so, uh, I run, uh, our chief of police came to the Skid Row Marathon, uh, screening at, at the Santa run last year. He's been running with us on Saturdays and, um, and you know, nobody knows he's the chief of police unless he tells them. So uh, anyway, but a couple of weeks ago, I was running in, in a ways back, which I usually am on the pack, and, and I see the chief of police running, and Jack's running with him, and another uh, guy that in a running group, Joseph, who's who's doing really well too, uh, um, who's running with us for a couple of years. They're they're just running together, and, and they're talking back and forth, just like you know, just like friends. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, you know five years ago or even a couple years ago, that wouldn't have been possible. You know, though they wouldn't have seen uh, uh, the chief of police as someone they could be friendly with. I mean, you know, not as a person. They, they just, uh, you know, they've seen the back of a patrol car and drug dogs, and they've seen the judge in robes, but they don't see you as people. And, and I think we're, you break down barriers and change people's perceptions. And I think that's a, a really important thing that, that we do with our group. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um I'm I'm proud of you for this organization that you started, um, and I'm sure that you know we always say that we get paid in sweaty hugs at the <laughs> line when we when we pace people, and I'm sure that you get paid in sweaty hugs um, when you get done with a run with these people because you know community. If we have a word that defines on pace, it's community and. You know, people can all run faster than they do, but they don't. And we all come together and it has a very team and a very family feel. And I I would expect that on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. or whatever time it is that you guys hit the street, that those 20 people, there's a camaraderie uh, and an uplifting nature that surrounds that uh, that street that you guys are on when you connect up, certainly. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, after our Saturday runs, you know, we, we sit around and we have coffee and bagels and juice and yeah. water and bananas and stuff and and uh you know people can stay or not stay and talk or not talk or you know stay as long as they want and uh most people stay and most people say you know half hour 45 minutes or whatever and i i and just talk i mean they just talk as people and and i really think that time for a lot of those people is probably as important or more important than the exercise they get from running with us so yeah uh, yeah. yeah the uh the healthy the healthy addiction uh, that running is. And, you know, someday, Dave, you, you stick around and you do this long enough. One of those runners is going to become not only a marathoner, but a 50 miler and a hundred miler, because that personality trait um, that probably gets somebody onto an addictive path can be the same one that once they get into running, they can get all in on running. And uh, we've seen it here with a number of friends in our community and it just it, and they're they're forthright with their past and with their present, you know, on how the two were totally different yet they're the same track. It's just a very all-in <laughs> kind of mindset um, that kind of takes over uh, on the person, and they're thankful for running for this this healthy alternative. So, yeah. well, we are going to see you at the Bismarck Marathon, Dave, and we'll uh, we'll look for it. Now, I won't be there. My wife will be, but I will have her look out for you and Julie so she can give you guys some hugs and say thanks for these uh, podcasts leading up to it. And yeah, what is, I, go ahead. 
Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I've got one more story for you if you have yeah. time. Otherwise, I, oh, one please. other thing that we did, I think that that's, that's pretty cool. We, you know, we showed Skid Row Marathon at, at the Sandler Run last year. We had a couple of people from the Missouri River Correctional Center, which is a, a minimum security facility run by the Department of Corrections, and, and um, a couple of their employees started running with us. And then they said, well, this would be pretty cool if we could bring this bring the rad program out to mrcc yeah and so we did we were running out there one weekend a month and there's they house like 190 people um the first month we started in may we had 17 people and then the next month we had 27 and then in uh july we had 86 and (laughs) last month in august we had 106 And, and so yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. And, and what we realized, one thing we did, and maybe this is why people are running, but um, they have awful shoes to run in that they get issued by, by the state. It's like these plastic sole tennis shoes. And so we started the shoe drive, and, and uh, we got 200 pairs of new or, or gently used running shoes that we, we gave to the DOCR to distribute to the, to the uh, MRCC runners. So we're, we're going out. This is the Saturday we're going out, but yeah, they, they truly seem appreciative of the program. They they uh, they uh, like running. Uh, you know, we hope we hope that it, it uh, exposes them to a healthy activity while they're in custody, and that they can use this as a source of support when they get out. So, you know, you think about the percentages. You are now when you show up there for that that run, you're you're talking about sixty percent of the population going on that run versus uh what 10 15 percent that first year 10 percent that first yeah. time you showed up um that's pretty awesome man makes, is, me, yeah. makes me think you might have to do it more than once a month well we're, we're trying to and, and you know we have volunteers that would do that oh, uh, the, the the department of corrections you know it's a political institution yeah. and so change comes slowly <laughs> <laughs> we have you know i i got 200 pairs of running shoes i i uh delivered to them to distribute. I got Shields, our local, one of our local uh, sporting goods uh, distributors, got them to uh, donate socks. I still haven't gotten approval to, to distribute the socks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Why not? So, so we're trying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but, well, but, yeah. but we, yeah, we want to run out there at least a couple of times a month, hopefully uh, cool. you know, maybe every weekend. And then we want to, have them be able to do a 5k so they can do a race in their facility and maybe even bring kind of part of the sander run out there to do do that so that it's like anything else you know if they have goals or things to look forward to they're, they're going to want to keep doing it and they're going to it's going to give them something to train for an incentive to train for so good on you well dave it's been great talking to you thanks so much uh at on pace we appreciate uh, your your words of encouragement, the community that you're building out there. And we're looking forward to embarking on your city and seeing what Bismarck's all about. <laughs> Great. I, I hope you enjoy it. I, I think you'll find us to be a very friendly and hospitable place. Awesome. All right. Take care. Good night. Yeah, you too. Thank you. 